Hi, everyone. As you're probably aware, we delayed the release of this podcast due to the sad passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. We were actually due to post it the day after her passing, which obviously felt totally inappropriate. On behalf of Team RGB and The Voices podcast, our thoughts are with the royal family at this time, and obviously all the British people. In the meantime, however, please enjoy the podcast, and God save the King. Well said, Ian. Well said. It's still shocking that Queen Elizabeth passed away, and um, for many people, she was the only queen we knew, and uh, a kind of a rock star. (laughs) When I think about her jubilee parties, where all the big names in music rocked the palace. So, rest in peace, ma'am. Hi, this is Russ Ballard, and you're listening to The Voices of Russ Ballard podcast well hello again everybody and welcome to the voices of ross ballard podcast with myself ian and me sven hello hello everyone and welcome it's the month of september um, which is an exciting month because we've got a very exciting concert coming up on the 30th in Estoril. Has anybody heard about that? Sven, have you heard about that? What's going on in Estoril? Oh, I I know there's something going on, to be honest. Ah, there's something going on. on, on. What a good video that was for everybody who's seen it. And if you haven't seen it, go on to the Voices of Russ Ballard or the Facebook page and see the video. See the video. and it's video. Uh, That is a really interesting one as... It's more or less like the demo Russell recorded back, back in, the days, in the early in the early eighties. But um, let's yeah. dream on a little bit about the Estrio gig today. today let's, let's do that. Well, in a moment, I'll be handing over to Sven to introduce the second half of Bob Bradbury podcast, which I know you're going to enjoy. I'm not going to say too much about it because you're going to hear it very very soon. And that is real. It's even more fun, I think, than part one, if that's possible. But anyway, but yes, let's talk about Estoril. We're going to be doing a podcast um, very shortly, actually, aren't we? We're going to be showcasing the gig, and we're going to be talking to Emmanuel, the promoter, very exclusively. Mm-hmm. Or to that, Sven. That, that's a, that's yeah. super-duper news, I think, for all die-hard Russ Ballard fans. You know, just, just um, it's like a... Yeah, look behind the scenes, you know, and yep. I'm so interested in hearing Emmanuel's story. Um, when did he fell in love with Russell's music? And, exactly. and how did he manage to get him first time over to Portugal in 2009 in this huge arena? So that would be good news. The um, man who's responsible, I have to say, who's responsible for bringing Russ over to Portugal and putting on such fantastic gigs doing it so well as you say initially in Lisbon uh, yeah. and now Emmanuel is a superstar so we love Emmanuel we love you yeah. matey yeah uh, yeah I think our only our only uh, comment would be let's get Russ in in Porto let's get Russ in Lisbon but anyway perhaps if there's any Portuguese fans out there listening to this perhaps they could email us and tell us and we'll pass those emails on to Emmanuel how about that that would be good Anyway, apart from that, we've also got some exciting news for the podcast. Very, very exciting news, which we 
can't share with you otherwise we'd have to shoot you so um we're not going to be sharing that right this moment <laughs> sorry a bit of english humor there a bit of a monty python moment sven forgive me um, it's okay for me that's really yeah. okay for me yeah, yeah. before you lose yourself into yeah. big trouble let's not do that let's, let's not do let's that i'm gonna hand to over bob bradbury the well, one before... and only bob bradbury and you know what ian I what? really love how this podcast, the second part, starts off because we are talking about love. Lots of love. And we are talking about lots of love. German fans do give to Hello and to Bob Bradbury. So, um, do you want to push the button to start part two? I would love to push the button. Shall I? Here I go. Yes, please. Now. Brilliant. Well, as we were talking about Germany and how, how loyal your German fans were at the time and still are. Uh, still are. Yeah. Um, this is why I have a lot of respect, not only for Sven, but for his, for his country, because... There was the next single with star-studded sham was a hit in Germany, but wasn't a hit in the yeah. And and I, no. I I'm sorry, that is just a brilliant single. Absolutely, it is brilliant single, and not not because Russ wrote it, just because Russ wrote it. But I it, I just think it's that it it's in that it's in that zone of you know it, it sums up the the era, but it's catchy. It's got everything. I think. Yeah. Should we play it? Should we play it, Sven? Yeah. Go, oh, yeah yes, please. Okay. For all our German friends out there, this is Star Studded Champ. Woo!
And there was star studded sham. And if you listen very carefully, you've got a woo from Mr. Bob Bradbury himself there. So there you go. <laughs> There's a first on the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast. There you go. That's that's a fantastic song. And you must have been disappointed very well that, that in is. the German charts. So you must have been disappointed the UK charts for whatever reason. Yeah, um, Germany loved it, but England didn't. You know, but you know, we loved Germany, they loved us, and England sort of basically said. Sorry, we don't like you anymore. And so... that's the reason why Ian moved to Portugal. Yeah. Well done, Ian. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Do, do you think it was um do you think it was also, Bob, maybe that Glam was starting to move away as as a kind of as a kind of genre, if you like, at the time? Um and particularly mm. in the UK. I mean, going back to my the 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 Guy who's uh, one of our members, Paul Faithful, told me that even now, when uh, or at the time, you know, if there was a, a glam, if there's a glam rock themed um, a, a festival or something, it's in the UK. There's hundreds there. In Germany, there's thousands there. Um, yeah. But but anyway, maybe may, maybe glam was starting to fade. It was 1976 by now. Mike Leander was still at the helm with you, but maybe glam was starting to. I think away. it was because 77 we started getting punked, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And that sort of, I think that that killed it. And to be honest, I mean, we, we wasn't really glammy for that long before we went into jeans. And we even tried leathers and all sorts of things just to get away from that look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we got away from the look, but didn't get away from the music. It's funny because JV was on and Bob Henrik both told us when they formed Phoenix after Argent split the, the second ring, the second version of Argent, if you like that, they felt that, that punk killed them off. You know, they, they, and they, and JV said to us, look, he's, he, he's, he's refused to, he was meeting friends in, in pubs in London who were getting punkier by the minute, you know, they <laughs> they were just dressing and just following the fad. He said, "I'm not bloody doing that. I'm just I'm a rock. You know, I I I'll do what I want to do. I'm not just going to follow yeah. the, the fad." Yeah, the good thing you ever attempted rock, to do that? Rock survived. Rock survived punk rock. But I think for you guys, it was really a, it was well, kind of a dark period. You know, you were successful as glam rockers, and the world loved glam rock from the UK. Not only Germany, so the world loved the glam rock thing. And then uh, punk came up in 77. It was just a very short-lived era of punk, if you want so. But punk killed a lot of bands or or led to the bands trying to get turn their music into a completely different direction. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the problem. I think that that was our problem. We... I actually wouldn't have banned to go a lot rockier, um, as in Sweet did, you know, and they got yeah. away with it. But um, you know, if we'd gone rockier, we would have been, some people, some, some of our stuff sounds quite punky, you know, some of, some of the album bits and pieces. And um, if we'd gone slightly rockier, we, we might have been, you know, in between the line, we might have got away with it. But we went in a, a lighter way and a, perhaps a bit of, clubby stuff and I, I think it's the wrong way to go really mm -hmm. I mean I, I just picking out another single from that era not, not doing all I mean Love Stealer I think I mentioned it at the top of the show um, yeah. I, it's an absolutely brilliant song and, and yeah 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 you know and 
and, and that was a, again Deutschland. Well done, another big hit in Germany or a hit yeah. in Germany. Yeah, uh, and I really love that track. It's brutal. Yeah, really uh, good. Out of all the singles, I, I think that was my favourite single. I just yeah. we recorded it in a totally different studio, and um, it was at a big old church, and it just sounded fantastic. And I think it inspired us to sort of reinvent the song because we got it as a demo on a on a keyboard and um so the down the, the, the slide guitar and the guitar work there was all done on piano so we made it our own sort of rocky version of it and I, I think it's a fantastic song it is it is a really it really stuck out when i started listening to the singles properly actually yeah. with sticks and headphones on and uh, uh so we'll play you a bit of love stealer for you now this is love stealer from 1976 and hello
So there you go. That was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Killer line. Um, and before I hand over to Sven, I've got I've just got some one other single I want to mention. Uh, it's from 1977, and it's almost New York Groove Part Two, if I can call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the song I'm going to mention? Oh, yeah. Of course it's, I do. Let it rock. <laughs> let it rock. And, but, but it's great. But it is, it, it's obviously Russ wrote it. So there's no one stealing Russ's thunder here. He just steals his own thunder yeah. uh, for you guys. <laughs> but there are some real characteristics in there. And, and I don't know whether you've ever picked this up, Bob, but at the beginning, um, I think it's a bit of keyboard. And it sounds like everybody do the disco stomp. At the beginning, yeah, yeah. Hamilton Bohaman, this disco stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it is a bit disco. It really it, yeah. it's just a little bit disco and then it, it turns into into something different. But it is it's funny to hear. It's still a Russ Ballard signature track. Yeah. Everybody knows, okay, it's a ballad track. <laughs>
Um, how how well, was it for you recording this and not naming the song Groove Two? Um, I just it sorry, was, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was just sort of like it was a bit too like New York Groove, really, you know. But it was New York Groove was great. It was a great hit. It's a great feel. Let's do this one. And we was thinking it's a bit too similar, to be quite honest. Great yeah. song, but, you know, could have been the B-side New York Groove. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And it was around with 77, so wasn't that around Saturday Night Fever and, you know, <laughs> staying alive, all that kind of stuff? I think it was, yeah, because it was getting disco before punk. Mm. Annihilated, you think, you know, but and I never really liked disco. So if there was any elements of disco in our in our songs, I sort of really didn't want it. But, it wasn't there for long. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying it was a disco song. Far from it. Um, but but no. that uh, there was it's just a chord there. I just picked up and I'm thinking, where was that? I'm thinking, well, it was just just a little just a little disco. But it's really mm. funny when you go through the genres back in the day. So disco disco was there, and and we saw the chameleon of of music industry, a band called the Bee Gees. They were yeah, always, yeah. they were always de delivering to the public, not to their fans, to the public what the public wanted to hear back in the day. So right. they were really disco until they played gigs and somebody somebody said disco sucks, and then they changed again their direction in the eighties to pop music. But right. it was, it was I think it was a spectacular time for musicians, but very very difficult for you you started as glam rock and then yeah as you mentioned before okay we 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 changed our trousers to jeans and we wanted to be more rocky which is great when we think of russ ballard and the barnet dogs 1980 it was really a, a pretty much straightforward rock album um yeah. but by the end of the 70s bob hello was I would say over and out. So you disbanded. Did you officially disband? In fact, I, I, I thought I did say to someone we come back from the Japanese tour and went that was it. But actually, we were still recording and um, writing after that. But to me, after the Japanese tour, it was sort of like, well, that was great. You know, let, let's go to Germany, let's go to Japan. But it just like you say, it all went wrong. Music taste changed and. And that was it, really, you know. And then we just said, well, you know, we're all trying to write in different directions. You know, I was writing rocky stuff. Vic didn't really write, but he liked the rocky stuff. Jeff was writing it, sort of anything like dancey because the, the dance disco stuff was around. And mm -hmm. Keith was writing very, very poppy stuff. So mm -hmm. the band was going in its own direction, but in different ways, you know. <laughs> it was... um. It's a shame, but I think that was it when someone came and said, I've got this song, and we go, I'm not playing that, I'm not recording that. Then I'll do a rocky one, so that's too rocky. And it was that, that was the end, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've gone through the sort of hollow, well, we've gone through it quite quickly in some ways, but but there's, you made a lot of good music along the way. And and I keep saying it, it stands the test of time. You know, you play those singles, they don't sound zillions of years old because they are quite 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 old but they don't sound it yeah they still sound fresh honestly they really do thank you that's good 
Yeah, and I, I, I yeah. wouldn't believe that. And if anybody out there hasn't heard Hello, the Singles Collection, I think some of the B-sides are on there as well. So um, if you can get the CD and support the artists, please do so, rather than Spotify where they get 0.0001 of, of whatever. That'll be great. Um, buy the record. Me. Buy the hard so, copy. Don't stream. Right. Just stream in addition to buying mm. a hard copy and buy it twice. Really? Just keep one sealed. And on and on that note, we 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 want to do a, a shameless plug for Bob's store or the Hello store. Um, so we've got a couple of things on there um, that we're going to mention. I'll mention something now. Uh, Bob told us there's a Hello Live album, which I think is available on your store. Bob, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So tell us about that and and how anybody listening to this could. Um, before we leave hello because we still want to talk to you about other stuff but, but how, how, how can somebody order that what's the best way to do it if you just go on our website which is www.helloband.co.uk and it'll guide you to the merch and loads of pictures and bits and pieces brilliant okay so that's the live album and um I'm going to make, well, I'll tell you what we mentioned it twice there's also some t-shirts on there that I, that I happen to spot and Sven and I uh, have, uh, really like. We were mentioned it's kind York of a shirt. Russ Ballard shirt. Well, dare I say it? Um, it's a hello. Yeah. It's a hello with a Russ Ballard influence shirt. Um, yeah, there's one. Right. There's one that I really like, uh, which has got star-studded sham on one side and New York group, New York groove on the other, which is brilliant. Yeah. It says hello, good times, new number one band, definitely one of the greatest seventies glam rock bands. Always hundred percent body. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know it's all about people getting a t-shirt for a good price. You know, we don't want to make millions out of it. You know, not into ripping people off. Well, so it's we, a fantastic way to support your fans to give your fans something. You know, I know bands they charge thirty-nine something for. Uh, we need to include a peep now. Beep. Fucking T-shirt. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah or, that's or it. So or $100 have, for a hoodie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do have a brilliant, um, brilliant merch section on your website. Yeah. And we will talk about this a little later. Yes, we, we will. Hello, uh, uh, that, that merchandise of the, um, the Hello Logo condoms are more expensive. <laughs> really? Well, really? I, I, I did see him on there, but I didn't know when I was coming or going. To be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, maybe we'll edit that out, or maybe we'll <laughs> we leave it in. We leave it in for sure. <laughs> yeah, be careful whatever we say that. We'll leave it in. Sorry, it's, it's going wow. downhill, but it's so good. Nicely uh, before we return to Hello and what Hello Band means for you nowadays and where you play, uh, you just briefly mentioned that you were successful in Japan, um, which is brill. So singles seems to seems to have done good in in Japan. But after Hello was over and out, so it's the year 1978, 1979. So you finally decided, okay, we all go into different directions and do whatever we want to do, uh, do some garden work, do some pop rock songs, don't know. What happened to you? What have you done after Hello? I've just done um, doing producing people, writing bits and pieces of other bands, um, had my own studio, 
Um, so I've been a studio for quite a long time, commercial studio. Uh, I used to write and record in there, but sometimes I get too busy with other people. Um, and then after that, I moved out of the studio, took my studio home and took my clients with me. So I was doing uh, basically... Um, <laughs> I was doing basically producing, writing stuff for films, um, cartoon things, and loads of project work, which was I just really, really enjoyed doing that. So someone come to me, um, I've got these so many cartoon characters. Uh, this is an idea for a song. Can you put the song together? So I just in the studio putting the songs together, doing the vocals or doing silly voices or or whatever. It's just been adventurous, really. <laughs> wow. wow. And and we noticed that there's a the, the, there's there's the, you fronted the glam rock all stars and lead vocalist with the rock classic all stars. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. And the glam rock all stars was um it was Doctor Medics, so Clive at Doctor Medics, Jackie yeah. out of girls school, uh, Pete Phipps at Glitter Band, John Springate at the Glitter Band, and me. So we all done our own songs, but we all played together on stage. Great, real good fun. That that was that was a laugh. It was just something different to do. Yeah, you know, it was Alex Dyke come up with the idea, put us all together, and that was it. Went out gigging. Well, it's very good. It's a very good concept. thing to do. So you enjoyed going out on on stage and just just yeah gigging. Um, but you also worked as the lead vocalist and bassist with the Boomtown Rats. I did, yeah. That was how cool was is funny. this? It was that was great. That was great fun. Um, uh, it was just we played a gig with the rats uh, in Germany in an old airport. It used to be an old airport. Wow, you know what that is? I can't remember where that is now. But anyway, uh, an old airport played in one of the hangars, and uh, it was just their manager phoned me up the next day. He said, "Listen, do you um don't fancy uh, playing bass and doing vocals, do you? Um, with the rats." First of all, we said that at the time the girlfriend played bass, does she want to do it? And do you want to do the vocals? We went, yeah, cool, we'll, we'll speak when we get home. And then he said, listen, do you want to do the the vocals and the bass? I said, yeah, yeah, that's cool, yeah. So uh learned the stuff, went up, done a bit of rehearsing, and that was it. Off we went gigging. Great fun, great tracks, great tracks. I really, really loved doing that. But the only, the only downfall of that was all of a sudden – Bob Gilroff wouldn't have come back. So, oh, I've lost my lead vocal, you know, so, all right, that's okay, I'll play bass. And then the original bass player wouldn't come back. So I lost two jobs in one quite quickly. Ouch. (laughs) Did you you play Mary of the Fourth Form? Yeah, yeah, great song. I love that. Absolutely. 
that's yeah, my favourite yeah. Boomtown Rats track. Yeah, it's just really rocky, isn't it? It's and just you, absolutely fantastic. And did you do it at the it end? Really hey, Mara! At the end, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I've done, I've done a bit, of course. Brilliant. <laughs> I love to hear that. Superb. Hey, Mara! Uh, it was, yeah, we've done some great gigs. It was just, it was so different because I never played bass and sang live. And I'd never done that before, you know. So um, it was just a bit of sort of like, go on in. And it was just, it was great. It felt so natural. Perhaps I should have been a bass player. <laughs> well, there you go. So in, in 2015, um, you released your first solo album called Mad Affair. So yeah. We've uh, had a little listen to that as well. Uh, something totally different, by the way. It's totally, I know. <laughs> it's a bit Marmite-like, isn't it, really? Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, uh, t- t- tell us about how that came about. I just, I'd always written different things, diff- different ideas for songs and that, but obviously the band couldn't do them because, you, you know, you listen to them, they're, they're, they're not like a band. They're like different songs. Um I'll just have a song in my head and I'll have a voice recorder with me and I'll just hum some ideas and I'll get in the studio and throw the ideas together and I'll just try to make something that was a bit different, you know. And I know his Hello fans would be going, what the hell is that? Because it's obviously nothing like Hello at all. Um, but it's different. And like I say, you know, you love it or hate it. John Springgate likes it. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, your favourite track of that album? Yes. What's your favourite track on Mad Affair? Good question. Oh, oh, um, oh dear. Every week, I think. Every week. Yeah, because it's. Right. I mean, it, the thing is, you got to read the lyrics to understand what the songs are about. Because well, unless you unless you read the lyrics on on the sleeve, uh, unless you read the lyrics, you'll be going. I don't know what the hell he's singing about, but every week is about doing a lottery. <laughs> so, so being absolutely skinned all his life, this guy, and he's done a lottery. And eventually, the tramp at the end of the song says, "Boy, Gov, you got any spare change?" And he goes, "No, fuck off, buy your own lottery ticket," and he drives <laughs> away because he's now got a load of money, hasn't he? You know? <laughs> but the, <laughs> Brilliant. the the old album is just full of stories, you, you know, like what one about like computer world and that. You know, it's um, yeah. You you've got to, you've got to read the lyrics and then listen to the song, and it might make a bit more sense. Brilliant. It's a good excuse now for us to play a song from your album, uh, Mad Affair. And why not? Why not give it a go, Ian? What do you think about every week? Well, um, let's let's do so. I say, I say, I say, dead even, right, dead right. Yeah, I mean, even if the diehard Hello fans uh, had no idea what to do with this song. We give it a listen and, and uh, yeah. yeah, listen to the lyrics, people. That's listen right. to the okay. lyrics. Have a listen. I'm 
Cool, that was every week. Bob Bradbury, taken from his yeah. first solo album, and I say first solo album, um, <laughs> Mad Affair, released back in 2015. Quick question, is it still available? Can your it's fans buy it? They certainly can, yeah. Jump on the website. That's on the store. And um, Bob, for the Hello fans or the Bob Bradbury friends or whoever it is, will you will you always sign the CDs for them if someone asks? Will you do that? Yeah, yeah, do I do. Yeah, most most of the time I I have to peel off the plastic, which is a shame. But um, yeah, I do sign them most of the time. I sign them. Yeah. There you go. So if you want a signed copy, you can't get a signed copy on Spotify. Just just you just to, so that everybody's aware, you can't get a signed copy or a physical copy on Spotify. Or, or By all means, Spotify. have a listen on Spotify because you can hear the hear how good the album is, maybe. But there you go. That'd be cool. Okay. So, Sven, I think you've got a question about um, a couple of stage appearances that we were very fortunate to both be at, I think. Well, it was, it was back in the days and... 2018 when for the very first time there was kind of a we called it in a, in a very in a very early stage we called it the get together and then all of a sudden a certain mr b came up and said no 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 we should call it the rb experience so we started off the russ ballard experience a lovely right. get together with 
with family and friends where all of a sudden the roulettes teamed up on stage, which, which was wow, after 55 years or so, yep. um, the original roulettes. Uh, and then the evening went by and we had great music. And all of a sudden, Bob Bradbury entered the stage for New York group. Because <laughs> they were glam rock at the time. And they had some trestle tables and I got them stamping. They had these huge boots and they were stamping like this. Like, <laughs> Bob, tell us, how did this this came about? You know, I, I think that Russ just gave you a ring and asked you. Yeah, because I mean, I, I saw Russ quite a lot, really, because he only lived down the road from me. And yeah. um, I, I used to pop in the studio, do a bit of work for him sometimes. And um, yeah, he just rang me up and said, Bob, Japan's coming along. I went, yeah, Russ, yeah, we cool. We've been mates for years, you know, so um, that's how we just pop along, see you there around about seven o'clock or whatever. And that was it. It was great. It, it was great because before that, I'd never been on stage with Russ, weirdly really? enough. You know, really? Yeah, never, never played before. No. So um, yeah, it was great. It's a great night. It's a great. We started working together in the early seventies, <laughs> and you never ever shared a stage together until twenty eighteen. Sven is our special <laughs> guest. Don't tell him off. Don't tell him off. He's a special guest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't get. Bit. I just don't get the point because the two of them. So you and Russ. You had a really good chemistry on stage. It was it was so good watching the two of you perform New York Group. Really, that was a once in a lifetime thing for me. And if you're hearing the audio in the background of that performance, uh, that you are actually listening to the audience, the audio of that. If you go on YouTube, I think on Russ's channel and I think on my channel as well, there's there's the both performances uh, are on there. You have it you. there, yeah of you in full uh, performing with Russ and as Sven says some great synergy between the two of you on stage and and you're really enjoying yourself you can see you're really enjoying yourself yeah um, it was great it's great it's always great to work with Russ you know he's a great bloke comes up with some great ideas you know and he's been a, a friend actually since the start of hello we'll look at the back end of the age to be quite honest so it's a long mm. time yeah yeah no, he always spoke very, always does speak very highly of when he first met you and, and, and going on from there. And he's been looking forward to hearing this podcast with you, um, as we have been as well. Um, I want to put another another something out there for our listeners to to have a listen to that I, I think I, I forgot to mention, which was the Hello Glam Rockers um, album, which, uh, which is an obvious title, I suppose, but it does feature... Mr. Bob Bradbury, um, and I gave it a listen only yesterday. It's got, if I may call them cover versions of "Schools Out," uh, "Rock On" by David Essex, "20th Century Boy," "T-Rex," what song that is, "Rebel Rebel," "The Young Dudes," "I Love Rock and Roll," "Touch Too Much." They're all on there, in, uh, including some, including "Tell Him" by Hello. But but the point is that um, what I really liked about that when I listened to it, you didn't try and go, oh. Let's copy Alice Cooper's version and try and make it sound like the old Top of the Pops albums. Do you remember those Top of the Pops albums that were seventy five p? If you, if you, because I couldn't afford. I don't know about you, but I couldn't afford the twenty fantastic hits, which was one ninety nine. So I used to sometimes buy the seventy five p with the glamorous woman on the front and 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 listen to somebody copying. Um, and and then you, you, I only bought it for the woman on the front. Yeah, well, funny you should say that. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
but in all seriousness, it's a real. Give it a listen, listeners out there. It's a really rocky album. And Bob, and you know, I'll ask him to to tell us a bit about it. But it sounds to me like you've made it your own version. You you you've done it the way you wanted to do it, rather than just copying what it was back in the day. Yeah, I, all the tracks on the album are tracks I've really liked, but mm. I took each track as a demo. So someone's given me a demo and just said, 
what do you think about that? What do you want to do with it? So I just listened to the basic chords of it and done my own thing. So obviously, like School's Out is more punk version of School's Out. Um, yep. Golden Age of Rock and Roll, Mott Hoople. I love Mott Hoople, fantastic band, but that song is tipped totally upside down. You know, it's, 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 I, I, will you agree it's totally different? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've only, I, I've played it once, so uh, um, so I can't remember each individual chord, as it were. But it did sound; it's certainly different. Yeah, it's a real slowed down version. Yes, you know, um, so it's not golden age of rock and roll. It's, it's not mm. like that. It's really, really grungy. So, um, mm. yeah. No, no, it's great. It's give that a listen, everyone, if you get a chance. Ian, where can where can people give this? A listen tell the people it's on it is on spotify um oh, oh sorry i haven't said this mm. Mm. Glam rockers. if you search hello hello glam rockers it is but uh, it's worth a listen and if you like it is that available in the store as well bob i don't think it is is it no i think, it's think it is no. no okay so okay so people people must look them up on, on on spotify or don't know apple apple music or so okay at the end of the day people can look them up and then buy each album from mm. each original band as hard copy because exactly. we believe support the artist is really really important especially nowadays where people uh, well, they 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 can just stream each and everything for free or more. They, they believe it's for free, but music has a value because music is part of our lives mm. for forever. Yeah, it doesn't and, seem to have a value anymore, does it? Well, yeah, well, well, so well, you you must support the artist. Well, and uh, we will now support the artist. We will support our our dear friend Bob. Bradbury, Yay. Off, off to some some fun questions. Uh, we call them the, the fun questions. Ian, what do you think about sending Bob off to dinner with friends? I think should we start with that one? I think that's a really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, go for the for the okay for the perfect dinner questions. Oh, no. So you've got so you've got um you've got a chance to pick four dinner guests. We're going to give you four because, you know, we really enjoy talking to you today. Um, they can be alive or, or dead. Sorry to get a bit morbid. Um, but, you know, who are the fun people that you would like to have joining you around the table? A few beers. I don't know. Might be a curry. Might be a three-course meal. Might be anything. What? T tell us the four people that you would choose to have around that table. Blimey. Um <clears throat> I think it'd be Bowie would certainly be one of them. Um, yeah, me, uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, uh, oh, Sven, Sven's just punching the air, everyone. By the way, yeah. <laughs> but nothing really matters, does it? <laughs> <laughs> trying to think who else it would be. Um, so would David Bowie? Uh, would David Bowie and um. Freddie Mercury together at the table already. I'm buying you some thinking time here, by the way, Bob. Um, oh, well done. You keep going. Keep going. So, with those, um, with those two at the table already, Sven, do you think they'd be under pressure? Dance. This is our last dance. This is our 
Because they, they'd probably be singing that song, wouldn't they? Well, it's a kind of magic having both of them on, on one table, to be honest. Mark Bolan would be a good one. Oh, oh dear. That's uh, and and I also had some inside information on on that part. Didn't didn't you meet Mr. Bolan once? I I did. I did. Funny enough, yeah. Very strange. Um, so I was into my next guitar, and I wanted a real guitar rather than something I bought at the local shop. So um, I said to my dad, "Look, I, I want a Les Paul." And my dad went, "Look, you know, I'll save up because we didn't have a lot of money. So I'll save up. We'll see what we can do." So I went up uh, Shaftesbury Avenue and walking down the road while I'm looking for my Les Paul, Mark Bolan. No way. And, uh, we stopped and my dad went, Mark Bolan? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a chat and everything. And uh, just before I got my Les Paul, and um, and it was it was like amazing. I had all the time for us in the world, give me his autograph, had a little chat. And it's really before we was doing anything. You, you know, we was just starting off. So it was a bit of a sort of like, Wow, you know, he actually he is a normal human being and does walk down the street. You know? Wow, that, that was great. Well, that he was, he was my he was probably my first glam rock star. I, I think you know, in the I was telling Corey when we were talking uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and I was saying in my school it would be like two gangs in the um in in the school playground, and and one was Slade. You were Slade one end, and you were Mark Bolan and T Rex in the other, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Mark Bolan and T Rex, yeah. Okay, a... so we have three, three out of four now. Yeah, who's number four on your dinner list? How about Paul McCartney then? Lovely, Ooh. very good. Because you, okay. you know, I hope he, I hope he has time for you, and he's not stranded on an Egypt station. But that's something different. <laughs> yeah, he don't call me anymore either. <laughs> that was yesterday though wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. okay so, so let's summarize have... let's summarize the dinner table right so oh yeah yes please. Mark, we've got mark boland i mean yeah. you know some real some real talent around the table here mark boland paul mccartney david bowie and freddie mercury my god that would be could you imagine each one of them vying for the for the spotlight would that be unfair? <laughs> and, and, and Bob would drop them all because, you know, he'd just say. Uh, it would be good fun and it would say games up. Games up. Up in a good jam session. All yeah. of them oh, playing that, together. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, we're that, talking. that would be fun. Yeah. That right. would be good fun. Okay, well, if we, uh, we've got a, two more questions for you on the fun side. I'm going to let Sven ask the next one. Sven, do you want to send okay. Bob to a desert island? Yeah, Bob just had lovely dinner with great guests. Yeah, yeah. we would die to be part of this dinner. Mm. So um, enough fun for now. We sent you off to a desert island, Bob. Sorry, sorry for this. Um, we, we no, somewhere where it's not too hot. I think it, a desert yeah. island where it's not too hot. You Is know? there a there? Um, and we. We allow you, oh, that sounds awful. We allow you to take one single with you. What Ooh. single it would be? 
single woman or single <laughs> <laughs> ah, single woman would be nice i'm oh, sorry I, I just need to be a little bit more clear yeah just one music single or song yeah. or, or song there's no player yeah, just... that you can play it but you have it you have something to read as bob once said bob bob hendrich <laughs> right so a single one single um probably fire brigade by the move Good single, yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was so different, and I'm mime, I'm mime to that when all the girls are running off me. So probably means a lot to me. Oh, was that last oh, night? It was last night, actually. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the move for a great brand, Roy Roy Wood, is an absolute genius, isn't he? Fantastic, absolutely. I mean, I love all the ELO stuff and everything, but you know, the move, I um. I think their first song was Night of Fear, wasn't it? Their first... I don't, I'm not five? sure. I'm not sure. And the story behind that is, my name used to work... Uh, my name, my, um, my aunt used to work in a record store. And, um, and she came around her house one day and she went, I've got something for you. She gave me a single, uh, Night of Fear, and by the move. And I thought, well, I, I don't know what this is. And, uh, and I played it and I thought, well, this is a bit different. I really like this. And uh, and she'd gone home, and mum and dad said, "You you really shouldn't have that." I went, "Why is that?" She went, "Because she's probably nicked it." 
<laughs> you remember, I, 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 going back to Top of the Pops, I remember seeing the move on Top of the Pops with a brilliant song called California Man. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and again, Roy Wood, proper musician, singing it live on Top of the Pops, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I always remember before the, the, key, the, the piano solo at the end, he goes, take it, Jeffrey. Right, this is, yeah. this is Roy Wood, take it, Jeffrey. And I'm sure it was Jeff Lynn he's talking about, who was in the band um, at the time before... And he yeah. went, so on top of the pots, my memory of that, take it, Jeffrey. So I don't care if the next door I'm a California man. I'm a California man. Take it, Jeffrey. And he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> priceless stuff. Priceless stuff. <laughs> But we're going to leave you on the desert island and for, for our final question, and it's along the same lines, Bob. Um, so you've got one single to play, and you're going to get fed up with playing Fire Brigade 20 times a day. So we're going to give you an album now that you can take with you on your desert island, just one album, um, any album from your your past or any, any, any if you've got one album that you go, yeah, that's the one. So I take- think... There's loads of them, really, but I think Zeppelin 2. Okay, Led Zeppelin 2. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I, I love Led Zeppelin. And I remember went around Chris, you know, Chris from Ultravox, went around his house, and uh, he said, have you heard this band? And he played Led, Led Zeppelin 2. And I thought, wow, and I went out and bought it straight away. Just amazing. So, um, yeah, and I think yeah. that, that taught me a little bit as well. How you can be really? powerful. Just as a free piece, basically, you know. Mm. Yeah, was was that the one? Just I think that was the one with whole lot of love on, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many bands could get away with like the middle of a song with this, just the sort of plants vocal, you know, with that with that sort of going on yeah, right. and then Bonzo just goes completely nuts at the end, and, you know? Yeah, it's just yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's just a, fantastic band. a great sound and different because you wouldn't do that, would you? And all all the noises and delays and things and just oh mm. yeah, fantastic, amazing stuff, groundbreaking stuff. Well, Bob, we're coming towards the end of our of our chat with you. Thank you for um, you know your your honesty and your your your, your fun stories. Also, the the, the fun questions at, at the end that we sort of ambushed you with in a nice way. I'd like to think. Um, <laughs> but uh, one one more thing for me before we go is uh, I'm going to add one more thing for our listeners to have a look at in your store, which I spotted, okay. which I spotted, which is the original Hello Photo promo cards. Uh, yeah, they look real fun, and I'm sure you'd sign them for for anybody as well. Um, I think yep. there's a limited stock I've heard on the, on the grapevine, so yeah, you need to get in quick. But again, very reasonably priced, uh, just a few quid plus postage to pack in, and, and Bob will sign those for you. So have a look at those because they're pictures of Hello back in the day. Really look good. Um, yeah, they are they are original old seventies things. I think one of them's advertising 
something in Germany, I think. I think yeah. some were Sparkers or something. I don't know. But yeah, my, yeah. When we put the podcast out, we'll post some of the links so that the guys can can see this as well. Uh, there, there, is a, yeah. there is also, by the way, a New York Groove T-shirt. I mentioned the Star Studded Sham and New York Groove, but there's another one that's just got, I'm back in the New York Groove or something like that, as well as some great Hello Logo. I love the Hello Logo T-shirts as well. Yeah. And also, you can buy our DVD, our film, side by side. You can't get it on our website, but you can buy it online. All right, okay. Tell us about that. Just quickly, Bob. Well, that was um, was it was with Barry Humphreys, um, lots of, lots of different stars. Terry Thomas. It was uh, an old um, an old like I don't know, an, an old seventies rock film, you know. But it's almost like a carry on film in a way. It's, right. it's just full of silly stuff. It's funny. There's loads of you know loads of different bands on there. Uh, we do a couple of tracks. We, we're supposed to be the resident band. Uh, we do Ben, we shape nothing and games up, I think. But we're the resident band, and in part of it, we're doing up the club to make it better than the one next door. So it's right. it's um, it's quite a fun film. It's it's very silly if you like old silly films. Brilliant. There you go. There was, there's lots to research and listen to um, if you want to hear more about what Bob's been talking about today, but. Uh, from on behalf of both of us, you know, really enjoyed speaking to you and hearing about your oh, yeah. brilliant career. Thanks that very was, much. It's a real pleasure. A, such a good time. So uh, I think Ian, we should close close this mm. podcast. Can, with... can I get off the desert island now, though? <laughs> yeah, because you, you've got to record a new album. Because I think there's a new album coming. So <laughs> we need to know. We need to know that. When can people see you live, Bob? When can are, are there any plans for any live appearances or anything? No, not on the moment because I'm doing a lot of recording and that. Um, yeah. When when COVID kicked in, you know, it, it just messed everyone up. And mm. to be quite honest, COVID kicked in, and I I sort of chilled out a bit. I've done a bit in the studio, um, and just like the gigs dried up, and it was after I got on all about gigging, I was mm. like dug near down into the studio, and and so it's it's been a bit like that now. And I you know I, I do bits you know bits and pieces projects for other people. Um, I'm just doing a Christmas project now. Um, it's a bit too, bit too warm for it, but I'll scatter some snow in here in a minute. Um, yeah, if someone asks me, but I, I won't go around looking for it. You know, I don't mind doing a gig given there. So, um, oh. but at the moment, I'm just wrapped up in the studio, really. Well, it was sad to, to hear um, John Russell passed away. Um, oh. And uh, I know. Because I know that you were touring with them, you and Corey uh, were both touring um, yeah. with with him. So I think we should uh, we should mention um, you know a good word for 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 him. And uh, it's such a shame that he's not with us. I think the, the worst thing was he, when he he phoned us up and said, "Listen, I haven't got long." It was we were all kicking the teeth, you know. So I haven't got long, you know. So um, we need to start do it because he'd done a new album. He said we need to do this. We're sending stuff backwards and forwards trying to complete his new album which we've done in the end um and then we was getting ready to do some more gigs with it so uh we said right okay what we'll do we'll learn all the new stuff some of the new stuff something else old one called blackpool rocks absolutely brilliant song and um i went up to wherever it was to rehearse it and um we got up there started rehearsing it he couldn't tip up he was too ill oh, so wow. we had to cancel the two out come back from rehearsals and we said it you're too old, mate. 
and it was terrible because I know he wanted to do some of his new album. Yeah, and yeah. it would have been, and it was sounding great, and it it would have been great for the fans as well. So that was a bit of a, a bit disappointing and a kick in the teeth, really. Because you, know? you know they're all going, aren't they? All, yeah. all, the, all the big, famous, fantastic no. people are all disappearing. Exactly, exactly. Unfortunately, but hopefully they're going to a better place. Um, during the, the pandemic, well, we're still still somehow in the pandemic, you spend a lot of time in the in the studio just, you just had. And um, is there any chance of seeing a new Bob Bradbury solo album? Yes, there, there is. Um I'm halfway through a new weird one again, like Mad Affair. But I'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep parking up to make sure I ain't gone over the top. Um, but I'm going to do one called um, "Keeps Us on the Streets," which is basically a a different version of. I've taken about twelve, thirteen tracks from our old albums and um, reinvented them, brought them up to date, and um, made them a bit rockier. So um, that should be within the next month or so. I should be releasing it. So, well, there you go. That's that'd be, very cool. Something for I'll, us to... I'll, I'll send you one and you can have a listen. Fantastic. You're a superstar. Yeah. You're a superstar. And uh, and to end on a positive as well, uh, belated congratulations to you and Corey, because I think you're coming up for your first wedding anniversary. Um, you got married, yeah. I think, a year ago. So congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And um, again, Bob, thanks so much for giving up a, a, a lot of your time to, today on a Sunday morning. No problem at all. It's been good fun. Yeah, we've enjoyed it. Thank Let's you. do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're so we we definitely will, and we'd love to. And um, but for the moment, um, on behalf of myself, Ian, and me, Sman, it's and goodbye. Thanks again, and <laughs> goodbye. And we want to close this off with Russ Ballard's version of New York Groove 2020. Yeah. If you want Woo! so, so it's Groove 2020 the gospel thing it's a sunday i think it's suitable very suitable yeah, us all. hope to see you again uh, soon goodbye cheers, guys. For the rest of the yeah bye it's been a year since i was here the street, I'm just passing my time away. To the left and to the right, a town the stone grows to the sky, and it's out of sight in a fading light. Here I am again in the city with a fist full of dollars. And baby, you better believe I'm back, back in New York.
Hi, this is Russ Ballard, and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast.